Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Hey, this is David Schultz, audio producer here at Bloomberg Law. Just wanted to let you know we've created a couple new ways for you to interact with us. If you have feedback on this episode or any of our other podcasts, please give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 703-341-3690. That's 703-341-3690. We might just use your comments in a future episode. You can also reach out to us by email at podcast at bloomberglaw.com or on Twitter, at BLaw. We would love to hear your thoughts. Joe Biden is learning what pretty much every president who came before him has also learned. Doing anything quickly with the federal government is nearly impossible. Today on the podcast, we talk about all the deadlines the president set for his agencies on climate change and why those deadlines have come and gone. Hello, and welcome back once again to Parts Per Billion, the environmental podcast from Bloomberg Law. So I remember this one time I was interviewing someone at the EPA about when a new regulation would be coming out, and they told me it would be out in the summer. Then after the interview, a lobbyist came up to me and said, hey, you messed up. You didn't ask him summer of what year. That's kind of how the federal government operates. With few exceptions, deadlines are things that are made to be flexible, almost to the point of absurdity. It's not really an ideal situation when you're dealing with climate change, a nearly existential threat that grows more immediate every day. Joe Biden campaigned on taking bold action to address this threat, and he set out some ambitious goals for his federal agencies to meet within the first few months. However, according to Courtney Rosen, that hasn't really happened. Courtney is our White House reporter, and she just wrote a story about all the climate deadlines the federal government has blown. Courtney joins us today from the White House, and she started off by talking about exactly what the president wanted to get done. Write a plan for the federal government to stock up on electric cars. That's something the president talks about a lot. Write um, a strategy for climate change risks to be integrated into how they plan national security matters over the Defense Department putting together a civilian climate core, they call it, this idea of putting young people to work, working on forests, and um, that's coming out of Interior and the Agriculture Department. Some of the stuff that was smaller, like hiring someone to be the chief climate change person at the White House, that's Gina McCarthy, that was in one of the orders. Um, So there's a lot of stuff in there, some of them small, some of them big. Some of these tasks they did accomplish, like hiring Gina McCarthy, Um, But a lot of them they didn't. Uh, And 
uh, let's talk about those. Uh, in fact, let's start off with the cars thing. This is, you know, developing a plan to make the all the cars that the federal government owns electric. Um, that was supposed to happen within the first six months. It did not. Yeah. So the cars one specifically is something notable because it's the president talks about it constantly. He's been to Michigan to drive an electric version of a Ford F-150. There was a really memorable photo op of him in the electric F-150 wearing the glasses. I don't even think we need to explain what those are, but, you know, the sunglasses. Yeah, so he has talked constantly from the campaign trail about the federal government setting the example on electric cars. And what has come in implementation in the last six months is, like most things, easier said than done. Federal government owns something like 640,000 cars. We're talking regular cars driving from buildings, and then you've got cars that need to be able to go through um, dirt and grass and big trucks and buses. And I mean, that's a lot of different things. I knew it would be a lot uh, because it's the whole federal government, but even more than half a million cars, that's a lot. Yeah. So that was due at the end of April, um, some kind of plan to do it. And we haven't seen it yet. Uh, Last I checked last night with the Council on Environmental Quality, it is being reviewed internally, um, but hasn't been put out yet. So that's one of the examples of these big promises that just hasn't come to fruition. So are we talking about, uh, you know, a a situation where they were supposed to do it in four months, but instead they're going to be doing it in eight months? Because, you know, that's that is a blown deadline. But ultimately, does that really have any effect? Or is this a situation where they're supposed to do it in four months? And there's no there's no situation in sight where they're going to be able to issue this report. So I'm not sure. I know that right now um, the agencies or excuse me, the agency that handles car shopping, they're offering more electric options. A couple of weeks ago, I'm looking at their list and there's Tesla's on there. This morning I looked at it and there's a electric version of a Hummer. They're definitely buying them to offer them. Um, it's just the broader strategy is not done yet. Yeah. So I don't know if that means we're going to see a strategy sometime in the future. They're already getting started on the buying. Um, it's just a question of when are we going to see the plan? But it's interesting that the, these are the deadlines that the president set for the first few months of his presidency. And these are, as you mentioned, you know, mostly plans, mostly like develop a report, write something up, um, you know, and that's a pretty preliminary step, and they're not meeting these deadlines. That seems like it wouldn't doesn't bode well for the rest of the Biden presidency if they're already missing deadlines on just the sort of most preliminary climate uh, actions. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think doesn't bode well is the right way I would phrase it. I might say that these it's going to take time to get agencies to be able to do these things. And there's going to be this push and pull, at least at the beginning of the White House wants this done by a certain time point. The agencies can complete it by a different one. And eventually it's going to end up somewhere in the middle. Um, And, you know, there's so many agencies at this point that aren't staffed up with their political appointees. So these are career folks like at the Defense Department that are writing a strategy on climate that political appointees might come in and implement. And so they're not set up yet. Um, I, I don't think that the president put forward these deadlines necessarily as hard or, you know, we need it by this date, we need it by that date. He's more trying to make the point that this matters to us and we're going to shift the whole federal government in that direction, whether it happens by the p- timeline that he's put out. No, but 
Um, it's also more of a statement. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, the Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business demands. At the Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how the Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Uh, well, you know, you and I have both covered the federal bureaucracy pretty closely. And, you know, missed deadlines are nothing new. This is like, a, you know, just a part of the air that we breathe here in the federal bureaucracy. Um, but there are different reasons for why an agency might miss a deadline. You know, part of it might just be, again, you know, career uh, uh, employees uh, are, you know, need to get review from politicals who aren't in place yet. Part of it, though, might also just be that these agencies don't have enough funding. They don't have the manpower to be able to to meet these deadlines. I think it depends on the task and it depends on the agency. And when you bring up the funding piece of it, for example, if you go into budget requests that just came out from the agencies, these requests to Congress asking we want this money for this thing, um, and we see if Congress says yes or no, a lot of the mandates that they got in these executive orders, they're asking Congress for money to implement. So that, to me, sends a signal of we need the resources to be able to do this as well. One good example is the Interior and Agriculture Departments asking for funding to set up the Civilian Climate Corps. The budgets show that the agencies are thinking about it. It's just a question of is Congress going to say, yes, we'll give you the money? And we're in that process right now. So um, let me put on a, a conspiracy theory here and, and see what you think about it. I'm not even sure I really believe this, but let's just throw it out. So, you know, in addition to having politicals not in place uh, or not having enough funding, those are two possible reasons why they miss deadlines. Is it also possible that there are folks in the federal government who were hired or appointed during the Trump administration who may be ideologically opposed to this work and are kind of slow rolling it on purpose? Again, not saying that's happening, not saying I even agree with that, but okay, let's just talk about it. So I don't have any evidence of that at this point. And people have said that to me. What I would say is that agencies know that they've got to follow a process, right? So like, let's say they want to put out a regulation. We need to accept public comments on that regulation. We have to put out a proposal. We've got to think about those comments and we've got to put out a final proposal. And if they don't follow that path or those exact steps, whatever they're working on could get overturned by a court. And so agencies are often very, um, they want to stick to their process and that doesn't always meet the deadline that the president puts forward. And so my answer to that question is not necessarily Trump related, but more process related and, and 
we saw at the end of the Trump administration, so many regulations that they put forward that were just, they didn't dot their I's and cross their T's like this, and then the courts overturned them. So that's what I take away from some of the slowness for sure. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, finally, you know, earlier I said, uh, you know, that the fact that all these deadlines are being missed so soon in the presidency doesn't really bode well for the future of climate policy under Biden. And you kind of were like, well, I don't know about that. It sounds like that's that, you know, we shouldn't read too much into this or that I shouldn't read too much into this about what this means for climate policy under Biden. Is that is that right? That that, you know, Biden could still make some transformative climate policy decisions despite these early missed deadlines? Totally. And I would also say that what I would take from this is we talk about agency action as being a way for the president to get stuff done without necessarily having to call and ask permission from Congress. This is also going to have tough parts to it. Congress is not the only barrier to getting things done. It's bureaucracy in, in the agencies, just like anything else. So it's just something to be aware of that executive branch action isn't just a cure-all. I can do things in five seconds seconds isn't the right word, but I can do things quickly. Um, it's got to be, it takes time, it takes process. And we're going to watch that unfold in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think every president runs into that, especially President Obama with climate policy, you know, where they can't get it done in Congress, they decide to do as much as they can through the executive branch and can't do a lot there either. <laughs> so yeah, this is like a running theme with the executive branch, I guess. The other thing to be watching is in November, the there's a summit in Glasgow to it's um, through the United Nations. These countries get together to come up with a new agreement, a climate agreement. If you think about the Paris Agreement from several years ago, the U.S. walked out of that during the Trump administration. And so a lot of what has been happening is President Biden being con having to convince other nations we're back, we're serious about this, and. Other nations aren't going to jump on board in those talks and really put forward big proposals if it looks like the U.S. doesn't really pay attention or isn't really invested in it. And so I would be watching in the next couple of months leading into this conference for the president to really put muscle behind some of these items because that's something he can walk into the conference. I don't say him personally, Secretary Kerry, who was a Secretary of State and now is the President's Global Climate Ambassador, that Secretary hearing him walk into those meetings and say, I did this, we did this in the U.S., we did that, we did this, and show some muscle. So that's really a date to watch if we're thinking about deadlines. All right. Well, maybe we'll have you back on um, to talk about that. But for now, Courtney Rosen is a White House reporter for Bloomberg Law, and she is currently at the White House right now. Thank you, Courtney, so much for talking with us. Thanks for having me. That's it for today's episode of Parts Per Billion. If you want more environmental news, check us out on Twitter. We use the handle at environment. I am at David B. Schultz if you want to talk to me. That is B as in Joe Biden's sunglasses. Today's episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself, David Schultz. Parts Per Billion was created by Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle, and our executive producer is Josh Block. Thank you so much for listening. For our next season of Uncommon Law, we're looking at the regulatory future of big tech. The giants need to be broken up. Facebook, Google, all of them. Is big tech impinging on your right to free speech? They've had unchecked power to censor, restrict, edit, shape, hide, alter. 
misinformation, disinformation. It's like a big Venn diagram. We do not want to become the arbiters of truth. We're calling this series Unchecked. Just search for Uncommon Law wherever you get your podcasts. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.